Welcome to Agency for Change, a podcast from Kid Glove that brings you the stories of changemakers who are actively working to improve our communities. In every episode, we'll meet with people who are making a lasting impact in the places we call home. Hi, everyone. This is Lynn Weinman, president of Kid Glove. Welcome to another episode of the Agency for Change podcast. Now, a while back, Harvard Medical School published an article on the happiness health connection. And one of the statements said, want to feel better and improve your health? Start by focusing on the things that bring you happiness. Scientific evidence suggests that positive emotions can make life longer and healthier. And today we are going to talk with someone who's going to be a lot of fun because he is passionate about happiness and reclaiming joy in life, particularly in retirement years. Welcome Bob Gunyev, Senior Vice President at Physicians Mutual. Bob, how are you today? Lynn, it's great to be here. I'm doing well. I literally just got back from my second Pfizer shot. So I don't have any of that brain fog or whatever you get that second day <laughs> of the shot. So I got clarity for the Yay! moment, but if I, if, but if I get kind of spacey, blame it on the Pfizer uh, shot. We'll blame it on the Pfizer shot for okay. sure. And so I'm going to ask you a question you weren't expecting. Have you booked a vacation two weeks from today? I have not. Uh, it's time to let loose and go have some fun, right? And they say we should because things are getting all booked up and yeah. car rentals and everything. Yeah, yeah, we should probably get on that. Uh, well, good for you for being that far in your in your vaccination journey. <laughs> Two words yeah. I never thought I would yeah. ever say. So, Bob, let's dig into this. I'm really curious why you are so passionate about the topic of reclaiming joy. Well, I think there's just a renewed attention on even what joy means compared to happiness as it relates to what we all have shared as an experience this past year. And joy, it just is that, that deeper sense of, of, of happiness. It's more prolonged. It's, it's not just a, a moment or a feeling and COVID really, uh, and I use me I, myself as a personal example. You know, I was very fortunate, you know, to continue working throughout yeah. the whole pandemic. And like some people who have been fortunate and blessed, you end up financially being on par, if not better, because your your expenses are down. There's there's yeah. less to spend on, and so I'm so blessed, you know, personally for the my health experience, and my heart goes out to everyone who has suffered a loss and everyone who is, you know, has lost a job. But being in my situation and and, and being fortunate in my set of circumstances, I guess I would never say that I was filled with joy. Mm. Uh, you know, it wasn't as though I was unhappy or ungrateful for what I have, but there weren't those joy filled moments. And mm -hmm. what makes me passionate about the pursuit of joy is, I guess, one reminding people, it's okay to give us ourselves permission to be happy, to be joy filled, because there's just so much going on in the world that you almost feel guilty. If you have a happy moment, Yeah. Uh, if you are filled with joy, because there is a lot of there is a lot of suffering. There's a lot of tough stuff going on. And, but I think for our own well-being, our own ability to, to tackle the tough issues, that we need to be in a position where we're happy so that we can be our best selves to create 
and, be, and like you say with your programs to be an agent of change there you go right yeah. you gotta have a little joy deep in the well that you can you can dig into absolutely right? absolutely so then I, I love what you're saying there and and i get that the difference you know happiness is maybe more fleeting more short-term mm-hmm. joy is just really kind of deep inside you mm-hmm. how does one go about reclaiming joy especially in a post-pandemic time? What's interesting, so we primarily focus our business, Physicians Mutual, on folks transitioning into retirement. And so we know a lot about what people go through with their retirement plans. In particular, a specific example of enrolling in Medicare, which most people, it's foreign, they don't understand it. That does not sound joyful at all. No, it's not. (laughs) And, And in fact, what we have found is the experience that people have gone through this past year are the exact same experiences that you go through when you enter retirement. And what is that? It's the uncertainty yeah. of, of not knowing the next step. And so you only retire once. So it isn't like you had a lifetime of practicing or you built up an experience where like, I'm in a really good position to make a really good decision because it's the first time you've gone through it. And it's the same thing with the pandemic. We got frustrated because we couldn't make predictions about the future. And you get when you get frustrated, you're filled with anxiety. And this is similar motions that people that go through retirement. So for us, it's trying to make the process different, to give people an opportunity to reclaim joy. It, 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 dare I say, have a, a joy-filled experience when you're learning about Medicare. Because <laughs> Lynn, Lynn, the honest truth is we struggle because we're not familiar with the subject. Yeah. If you, if you have a good educator, there is a way to proceed. And and to your more point, Lynn, I guess to the response to your questions, you talk about those retirement years, to envisioning once again a joyful retirement, I think is an invitation for everyone listening because, boy, there were moments last year, it's like, well, we didn't even know what kind of future we would have. Yeah. Uh, you know, back March, you know, would, would we have a 401k? Would you have any savings? Right. To, to help support your lifestyle in retirement. Right. And, I, and, I, and I think it's, you know, none of us can ultimately predict the future, but we can certainly have a mindset that positions ourselves for a joy-filled retirement. And I mean, if the world goes crazy once again, well, then we'll deal with it like we've done in the past, but yeah, let's focus on the positive and, and, and let's reclaim some joy. You know, it's funny, Bob, because I think when I was younger, I may have observed people who are the age that I am today. And I might've felt like, hey, they are old, their life is over. But I got to tell you, I feel like my kids are grown, graduated out on their own. My husband and I have a fresh new chapter ahead of us. Any advice for us to make sure we're on a healthy and joyful path in this new phase of life? You are so spot on because, you know, when, when you think of how old we are, I mean, that, that was like crazy old and now it's like crazy we're, old. We're, we're young <laughs> and our two adult children are, are grown up. And so we're in the same situation as you are. I, I, I think it comes down to envisioning what that next chapter looks for and, and really kind of painting a picture, a, a visual picture of what, let's say, retirement means to you and start working your way towards that. For many of us, we, we just, we work and, and we do things that are very important to us, things that are well-intentioned and we're passionate about, but then retirement comes and we're just not sure what to do. It's just kind yeah. of a foreign experience, but you know, Lynn, I, I, I sense that energy and joy to say, this is going to be exciting stuff. And 
and especially if you have if you have a partner or, or some good friends around you, by envisioning that together, you have a, a greater chance of having that become the reality. Mm-hmm. And, and we can get into all sorts of other, I guess, technical aspects too of making sure that you know you're you're financially prepared for retirement, that you have the right health coverage, because obviously, you know, we typically don't get healthier or wealthier in retirement. So <laughs> So a good a good deal of planning is important to make sure you have that lifestyle you you envision. Darn it! I thought that might happen that I would be the one that became. You could, hey, Lynn, wealthier. you could be the one. You could be the one. We're on record right now, Lynn. I'll be the one, and you're going to help me. Healthier and wealthier. Yes, <laughs> you're going to help me, Bob. Because actually, how how does Physicians Mutual contribute to reclaiming joy? I think it's our it's it's our process of working with people transitioning retirement uh, to helping them become familiar with their options and with their their choices. I am amazed at how many people get, uh, you know, just really a lot of it, anxiety around what are my Medicare choices? You know, there's parts A, B, C, and D. And our focus always is education first before you sell anything. And my best advice to anyone listening to, if someone leads on the front end with a sales pitch or you're getting an explanation that you simply don't understand. I would say walk away because yes, there's a lot of new concepts. There's a lot of new terminology, but a right educator can present it in a way where you can understand it. It is within your grasp. When you don't feel you're grasping, it's because the other person isn't doing a very good job of explaining it. So you have that right uh, to understand all your options as That's you go cool. forward in the medical. So, so it really is about creating an atmosphere and, and an approach where you're empowering the other individual yeah. to know about their circumstances. And then they will make the best choices for themselves throughout that process. You know, just thinking about what you've said since we, we started talking here today. I mean, we started talking about how during the pandemic, we didn't know what was going on. We didn't have a good framework to look back on. We couldn't predict. It created the opposite of joy, honestly, a lot of anxiety, but having a good plan in place, understanding where you're going, I can see where that would take you a long ways to bring and Lynn, being and Lynn, joy. Lynn, yeah. you know, the, the, a little bonus item there. Yeah. You know, the best way to make a, a difficult decision. How? No. You have someone else make it for you. No, no, I mean, isn't that how, that's how we approach things though, right? So if, if you're counseling me, I'm going to say, okay, Lynn, what would you do if you were yeah. in my situation? Or we're going to the doctor and, and they're going through all sorts of recommendations for treatment. What do we say? Well, what would you do if this was your mother? What would you yeah. do if this was me? That works when you have two things, trust and experience. I think we all probably know people that we trust and we know that they wouldn't do us wrong, but you wouldn't ask a trusted friend to appraise your house if they've never <laughs> right. appraised a house before. <laughs> so you also need experience and, yeah. and someone that has a lot of reps with it. And we're fortunate to have the experience, but I mean, our goal every day is you, you got to earn people's trust. And when those yeah. two things work together, you, you can get that joy-filled retirement. I like that. I like that. Well, here's one way I know your Physicians Mutual is bringing joy to people being an advertising person, I, of course, pay a lot of attention to commercials. And I've seen your commercials with comedian John Michael Higgins. And I actually can't help but smile when I watch them. I'm assuming this is intentional on the part of your Physicians Mutual marketing team. 
It is, and lend a little backstory to that. So we ran a campaign a couple years prior to this current one, and it was all about, you know, we're the cure for the retirement fever. And what that meant is we kind of highlighted anxious moments and the real anxiety that people go through. And Physicians Mutual was the cure to that. It, it relieved the anxiety. Now, and when the pandemic occurred and all that, a little bit too much anxiety, a little too yeah. much fear. And you, and, and you wanted to focus less on that and more on the results, yeah. more on the joy. So this was very intentional on our part. And we shot the commercials in LA the first week in December. And yes, they were still shooting commercials in LA. We created <laughs> our own little bubble where everybody gets I tested. Bet. So and, many special requirements. Oh, oh my right? goodness. Uh. And we were fortunate that nobody, you know, spread the virus. No one contracted the virus. And so it was a very safe environment. But we were betting in December that obviously, you know, we want to project and invite people to step through a door and yeah. give themselves permission to experience joy and for them to see that and experience and know that that is a possibility, that that is within reach of each and every one of us. So the whole strategy behind that campaign was uh, intentional. And John Michael Higgins is known for a lot of comedic roles, but he, I mean, he started off on stage and musicals so he could sing, he could dance. He's an extremely talented and fun guy. And so he, he was a marvelous actor to use to, to bring it all to life and that's and, cool. and, and to help us share that story of a, yeah. you know, a joy-filled retirement. He does just have that look about him that makes you smile. Is he as funny in person as he is on screen? He's a card and his wife, Maggie, is equally as funny. And they're, they're just a, a wonderful couple. Uh, he was in Omaha not too long ago at one of our events. And he had some time, so he was just walking down the old market. And <laughs> he spent most of his time... I think it's called a, a bookstore, an old bookstore in the old market. And he was just marvelous. He's a big reader. Oh, that's great. Loved all the books. And that's great. Yeah. If you're, when you get a chance to meet him, he is, he's the real deal. I hope I get to. That's fantastic. Now, Bob, tell us a bit more about your role at Physicians Mutual. When you're not on podcasts, what are you doing? <laughs> podcast. I oversee a group at Physicians Mutual referred to as the public affairs group. And so it's kind of a, Porpourri of different activities from our government relations, our compliance functions. So we're regulated by all 50 states and federal laws. And so there's quite a bit to keep track of. And we do advocacy on behalf of our policy owners. We're a mutual company. So our policy owners own the company. So we're not owned by a private family or by stockholders. And so that's you know, what leads and, and drives our advocacy efforts. And then the whole brand building for the company. So the campaign that you referred to, uh, the way we extend our name, uh, public relations, corporate communications internally. Yeah. And corporate communications internally has been a, a, a primary focus for us the last year with the pandemic. And I remember the second week in March when everything was just crashing, we made a commitment to our employees that every day at 2 p.m., we would have a broadcast. So we did That's these great. videos every single day. And so that was a big focus to That's keep great. people connected. Mm-hmm. So I guess I, I like to say I'm, I'm blessed with the, a potpourri of responsibilities that <laughs> give me an opportunity to do a lot of fun and interesting stuff. 
It sounds like a lot of fun. How did your path lead you to this point in your career? Well, you sound like my mom. Uh, she has the same <laughs> questions for me. As, as she, and when I say that I oversee the public affairs group, my dad always says, he adds, you know, well, I'm just glad all your affairs are public and you don't have any <laughs> private affairs. <laughs> you know, your parents always try yes. to understand, like, what exactly do you do? I know. I tell you what, I have been blessed with a series of opportunities that has led me to this point. And so my first job out of college, I worked at a Jesuit prep school in Omaha. Creighton Prep was alumni development director for that school for four years. And then I uh, had an opportunity to come to Physicians Mutual through a good friend, Tim Reed, and worked in the systems area and then kind of moved in our government relations area, learned the insurance ropes. And then through a series of special projects and opportunities to lead some branding efforts, some communication efforts, I've been able to, to I guess, kind of you prove yourself along the way that it has resulted to where I am today. And so I'm, I'm very fortunate. There's, this is a wonderful place to grow up in. And we, as a part of our development process at Physicians Mutual, we rely heavily on giving people opportunities or special products and you see how they can do Yeah, and you kind of stretch them. And if you do well, but then you get more. And then you get more and then it just kind of builds on one another. So we have a, we have a really, I'd say it's kind of a building culture of taking people who are and meeting where they're at. And so if, if someone's satisfied, you know, where they're at, what they're doing, that's great. If someone's looking for more, well then give them opportunities to try to express that more yeah. and see if it takes, takes root. How cool that you have spent literally a career in one place, but I bet yeah. you've seen a lot of changes in that time. Yeah, it's it's been a wonderful experience. You know, we I guess the biggest change we had uh, a CEO that was at the helm for about fifty years, Bob Reed, and 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 then Rob Reed taking over, and so that's been a, a wonderful period of time that also brought a lot of continuity as well. And so the company's very thoughtful about what it does and very passionate about the people that work here and the customers it serves. And so it just kind of, it's a part of the culture. And so they make it easy to want to do well and, and to explore opportunities and, and ideas and ventures that people have. So I guess, I, I guess I'm repeating the same thing other that the, the simple fact is, is just being blessed with opportunities to do the things I love. Yeah, that's fantastic. I mean, I've got to imagine if you're going to focus on helping people reclaim joy, a good starting point would be to have a great culture and have employees who are yeah. experiencing joy. And I, yeah. I see that and I hear that from you. You're spot so, on. Baba, I was doing a little research to prepare for our conversation today. And I noticed that you have been a frequent guest on the Hallmark Channel's Home and Family Show. What is that experience like? Well, we we do some advertising on the Hallmark Channel, so they have invited me to come on to their daily talk show, Home and Family, and they film it out of Universal Studios in Los Angeles. And so, oh, cool! In fact, I was there just this past weekend doing a segment on Home and Family, and gave kind of our top five tips for a joy-filled retirement. And nice, it's a you know it's a lifestyle show. They do a wonderful job through their crafts and their do-it-yourself and 
the cooking segments and of course a lot of hallmark celebrities because they, they really help to to promote their lineup and it's just a great opportunity they have a great audience where you kind of help people demystify insurance and so people yeah. are always amazed i mean who, no one no one really wants to listen <laughs> to an insurance guy right it just well, be kind of cringe that right? probably wouldn't be the headline to get people no, to watch <laughs> no so you, no absolutely not so but but once you you bring some familiarity to the subject uh it makes it a lot easier. And so that was my 20th appearance Wow! on, on Saturday. And it, you know, I, you're like a, as a sideline, you're, I be, I'm a kid at heart and you're like <laughs> a kid in a candy shop because you're driving through and, you know, they got the back studio tour going right by the house where they film this and, you know, where the voices, the studio is yeah. just down the block. And so it's, it's a neat atmosphere and the people there are absolutely amazing and it's a it's a great place everyone that works there because in hollywood you know to have the the folks that work on this show in their ninth season and mostly they could be freelancers and it's hard to get a regular gig and everybody knows the importance of of regular work and everybody just goes out of their way not to be filled with drama oh Uh, that's great but to be happy so the atmosphere is is just truly remarkable that's great. So have you had any interesting celebrity encounters while you were while you were on the the back lot? Well, I met my TV mom. Who's that? Uh, uh, Miss, Mrs. Cunningham oh, of Happy Mrs. Days. Mrs. Cunningham. Yeah. And so she just gave me a big hug. She says, oh, oh you grew you grew up with me. <laughs> and so that's that's funny. And and I guess if if you're a Hallmark fan, you know, all their their big stars are always on the show and Cameron Matheson is a yeah one, one of their hunks, and he was on a soap opera for many years as well. He's one of the co-hosts, and then Debbie Matinopoulos, who she got her call to fame, you know, years ago, is the youngest host of The View. I don't know if you remember Ooh, that with Barbara Walters yeah. that first, year. and she's basically panned. I mean, I think she was on it for a year. They they were ruthless to her, mm. in my opinion. And, but then <laughs> she's moved on from there and has done yeah. great things. And she's that could uh, be a tough show. I think that could yeah. be a tough one. yeah. Yeah. They're not always joy filled, are they? (laughs) No, they need to talk to you. They need to talk to you and the mom. I think they would rip me to pieces. Oh my goodness. (laughs) My goodness. All right. So I'm going to tell you about my celebrity encounter years ago. I was at a hotel in, in LA and at a breakfast bar, I shared a toaster with Willie the father from the show, Alf, remember that? Oh, you shared and a toaster. Toaster, right? That won't happen anymore post-pandemic, probably Who's no more. toast? Whose toast came up first? Well, no, no, uh, same time. We put our toast in the same time. I looked at him and he looked at me and just, he gave me that look of don't make a scene. And so I just was quiet and chill about the whole thing. Oh, wow. I know, I know, I know. So, uh, Bob... A serious question. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of toast was it? White or wheat bread? I'm look pretty at? sure it was wheat. We were in California. I was probably uh-huh. trying to. to yeah. You put butter, jelly. What? Uh, you know, what else? I did think you? honey. Probably honey. Honey. And coffee. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. wow! So you're a honey toast kind of lady. Gotcha. Yeah, you got it. You got it. <laughs> so, so serious. Let's. We're gonna get serious. Okay. What advice, Bob, do you have for leaders that want to spread a little more joy? in their lives and in the lives of others? Well, I, I think it, it all starts with yourself, ultimately. I mean, if you're not feeling very joy-filled yourself, it's hard to, to fake it, I think. And it's, it's hard to, to live it. And it's hard for people to see it in you. 
I'll go back to how I started. And this is something that I had to do is give myself permission uh, to be happy, give myself permission to experience joy. Because once again, depending on how much news you consume, it seems is that it's never ending. There's, there's yeah. a never ending opportunity for you to feel as though the best is in the past mm. and everything else is, is downhill. I mean, that, that's a storyline that you can plug into Absolutely. and your life is going to follow uh, where you take it. But on the flip side, there's always opportunities for us with our family, with our coworkers and with opportunities around us to be filled with happiness and filled with joy. And, and the remarkable thing is, as soon as we decide to give ourselves permission to be happy and to pursue joy and experience joy, you'll notice so many other people around us want to do the same yeah. and, will, and will join us and it'll be, it'll be contagious. And it, and it doesn't mean that we're, you know, putting our head in the sand and that we, we don't know there's plenty of times and we got a plenty of hard stuff to, to tackle together as a, as a society, some real, big issues, but we're going to be better if, if, if we do it from a, from a position that the future's worth, worth building, right? So if, if we don't think the future's worth building, then, then what kind of effort are we going to give to, to make changes that are necessary today? Yeah. Fabulous. Fabulous. Well, I can say you jumped on our interview today with a smile on your face and we just started to laugh and talk. And so it's working, it's working right now. I'll (laughs) say that. So the other thing I'm inspired by, Bob, is motivational quotes. And I get to talk with a lot of leaders who who love to quote others, but I want to know your Bob Gunya words of wisdom that we can share with people. Well, all these are kind of like borrowed variations, but I, I think I, you move towards what you think about mm. and, and what you visualize, what you spend your time daydreaming about is where you will move towards. And I think that's both healthy and unhealthy. And so if you're, you know, consumed with unhealthy thoughts or pursuits of unhealthy interest, well, ultimately that's where your activity is going to lead you to. But if it's a pursuit of, of healthy thoughts of, of destinations and, and places and people that bring you joy, I think that works a long way. Trying to think of some other profound words of wisdom Well, what you just said reminds me of, it reminds me of when my dad was trying to teach me to golf when I was young and I I wasn't always the most willing student, right? But it always like spot where you want the ball to go. Look at Mm -hmm. where you want the ball to go. Like think about where you want your life to go, where you want your joy to be, what you want to happen, you know, focus on that good stuff. And that's where you'll go to. And I, I love that quote, Bob. I think it's really, really good. And you can focus too much on the negative stuff too. People should be informed, obviously, and know what's going on, but you can really wind yourself into the pit of despair if you're not yeah. careful. Yeah. And you know, the, the other quote I'll I'll end. So I you give some sort of sizzle here, so I don't leave you hanging. <laughs> is uh and I don't know where I picked this up. I don't, and I, I can't claim ownership because I'm sure I heard it somewhere and you repeat it so often you think it's your own, but you know, tomorrow's headlines are being written today. Mm, yeah. And I just always love that wherever I first heard it. And to, and to think about, you know, uh, as a kid back when, you know, time magazine, their person of the year was, 
had an even more, I mean, they still do it, but you, you remember, you know, decades ago where it was just the thing and yeah. Time Magazine was more of a the thing, yeah. A, yeah, the thing and all that. And you look at that and you, and you see these people at their, at their best and like, oh, why, you know, why isn't that me? And, and you, you admire them. And, but all of those, that Time Magazine cover, that's not where they became who yeah. they are. It happened five, 10, 15 years beforehand. Right. And so you have to build towards that. You have to have those aspirations, those pursuits. And it's within reach of all of us. You know, I, there's nothing, this sounds really, really, and I'm not a motivational <laughs> speaker and it, it sounds very cliche, but you know, it, it, things are possible if yeah. you're willing to give your drive to it and understand what you lack mm -hmm. to help get you there. So you mm -hmm. surround yourself with people that, that share that same kind mm -hmm. of passion, because we talked all so much about, you know, pursuing joy and the passion and all that, you know, I, it's, it's not just me, but it's the collective, it's everybody, it's all of us. And, and if we're all headed in that direction, that's where you really create a movement. That's where you Absolutely. really create real change. Absolutely. That is, that is great. So Bob, for our listeners who would like to learn more about Physicians Mutual and how to reclaim joy in retirement, what is the best way for them to connect with someone who can help them? The best way is to go to physiciansmutual.com and you'll see nice little circles there of, of products that we offer. And again, I would stress from what we said at the beginning, education first, then get your options on what could be a, a good fit for you given your particular situation. And we'd love to earn your trust. We've been around since 1902. Uh, so this is our second pandemic that we've gone through. We tell, <laughs> wow. we, we tell stories internally about the 1918 flu pandemic when we had to take out loans in order to pay all the claims Oh my goodness! at, at that time. And so none of us thought we'd be living through our, a second pandemic. Another but, pandemic. But yeah. But yes. now the it's the bookends for us, I guess. Let's, let's hope this is the last. Let's just hope it's the last. Bob, as we wrap up our time together today, what is the most important thing you would like our listeners to remember about the work that you're doing? The most important thing, I think it's work that's within reach of all of us. Yeah. And I think it's always standoffish or, you know, when, when people talk about things that seem, okay, that's easy for you to say or in your circumstances, you know, that makes sense. But, you know, it's, it's a concept that we all have the opportunity to make a choice. And, uh, and, and it's a mindset, as we've talked about, happiness and joy. And it's a calling given what we've gone through. And I would just want everyone to know that transitioning into retirement can be a joyful experience and your retirement can be filled with joy. And, yeah. and, and and let's pursue that and let's not give up on on those dreams and hopes of a of a even even better tomorrow. That's fantastic. I really like your style, Bob, and I like the thought of reclaiming joy. And I like to know that even though I feel some days like I'm older than dirt, there's there's light ahead. And uh, so I just need to thank you. You're for just getting being started, Lynn. You're just getting started. <laughs> Oh, I'm glad Got you it. said that. Bob, thanks so much for your time today. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. We hope you enjoyed today's Agency for Change podcast. 
To hear all our interviews with those who are making a positive change in our communities or to nominate a changemaker you'd love to hear from, visit KidGlove.com at K-I-D-G-L-O-V.com to get in touch. As always, if you like what you've heard today, be sure to rate, review, subscribe, and share. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.